You're listening to Bizarre Buffet, a podcast of all-you-can-eat weird. I'm your host, Mark Toriello. I'm Jen Wilson. And I'm Mark Blustein. There'll be food and drink and ghosts. And perhaps even a few murders. You're all in private. When we first went in, one of the people said, Who are you? And text said, I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's business. Hi. Hey. Hello. It's me, your spotted lantern fly. I'm eating your tree from the inside out. Ooh. Yeah. You can eat me from the inside Ooh, out. Yeah. I will. Can't wait. <laughs> I'm going to shake the tree while I'm at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we love shaking trees. So. So. It's me again. This is an odd occurrence that I'm doing another episode so soon. Okay, so let me tell you that Mark did my hair earlier today. And it looks amazing. This Mark. Yeah, hi. Mark B. Hi, Lanternfly. Beautiful purple to my hair. Yes, it's so good. I'm staring at it since you've left the salon. And it pretty much got to the point where, like, I think he was ready to kick me out because it was, like, 20 questions. I'm like, okay, so is the episode, like... She kept trying to get me to reveal my episode. I was like, where are you taking us tonight? I literally interviewing me. really a place. (laughs) And then, like, I would... And then he would, like, get really, like... He would back off. I know. I did. I was like, she's getting too close. And then I would be like... <laughs> Investigator Jen. And, and then he'd be like, oh yeah, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then I'd be like, ooh, I revealed too much. Yes, exactly. Well, I don't know shit. I know. Well, Jen know is really on. too good at cracking the case, so I knew at any moment she could get me, so mm-hmm. I had to be on my guard. <laughs> to keep so, your mouth shut. I know. I had I to know. keep I had to keep the episode a secret. I'm going to start with a question, because that's what we do. Yep. So... <laughs> My question is, I want both of your opinions on what it is that you think is so appealing about unsolved mysteries or mysterious deaths. What do you think it is that is just everyone's enamored with? Why we are. Like as people? Yeah, as people. There's like that thrill of like having that hope that at the end you are going to get some resolution. Yeah. But like you don't. Yeah, exactly. And like with Cindy James, how I was like, and there's no resolution. You have that hope during it yeah. that there is. Yeah. I think that's a really good answer. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I can relate to that. Like for me at least, what I like about an unsolved mystery is that you're putting together like a puzzle. Yeah. yeah. You know? Kind of like you're solving something. And it's you're like, using critical thinking. Exactly. It's abstraction. like yeah. doing a mental Sudoku in your head. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I like both of those, and I would agree with both statements. I think that there's something that's just so exciting Mm -hmm. about what could have happened. Right. Why is this not seeming correct? Looking at all these things. So I was right. It is an unsolved mystery. Yeah, maybe. I like the the unsolved mysteries that have to do with murder, but when bodies are found in weird situations yeah. or places, that's yeah. my like, favorite. Yes. Or the ones that like bodies are found, but the same way in different places too. The same way in different places. So it's like multiple people, but like repetition, like yeah. all these people oh, are found like, I understand. like hogtied or something. Like hogtied in the backseat of a car. Yeah. 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 But like different people. Yeah. And it's all the same thing with different di- people. In different places. Mm, totally. Yeah, I think it's really intriguing. I wanted to start off by saying that I promised myself that I wouldn't really do an episode in this arena, but I'm going to. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to have to play some audio. Are oh you guys ready? Yeah. All right. Oh, I'm excited. I'm All a right. little scared. All right, we're ready? Yes. Hello, and welcome 
You've probably heard of Scientology. Every six seconds, someone searches the Is it Shelly Miscavige? It's not. There's a lot of talk about us. And we get it. Okay. I'm just saying you have a Shelly Miscavige shirt on. I do. Yes, he does. And Is it about her? Well, what about Pizza Hut? Because it looks like a Pizza Hut shirt. <laughs> what is going on right now? Really I, I, getting me really excited. I, I know, I know, I knew it. We stand tall. We, yeah. we stand tall. That's like the Scientology anthem. It is, yes. Thank you. We should probably explain so that because we're we're all so excited about this we that are. we're not explaining. I so we fucking Scientologists, morons. Oh, I know. Seriously, <laughs> I know. I, hate that. I know. They're really know, terrible. Like, dweebs. It's, so, dweebs. <laughs> it's just so they're so fascinating. They because, are. Like, there's just so much shit that gets like sweeped under the fucking carpet. Uh, oh yeah, and this is a story like that. Cool. And we'll have to get into it. Can I just say, like, yeah. did you wear this shirt on purpose? Did I did. I? Okay, good. I did. All right. And what my t-shirt says is... Zoom in camera. Yes, thank you. The wife of the leader of the Church of Scientology, Shelley Miscavige, has not been seen in public since 2007, which is true. It is. Yes. And it's written in the Pizza Hut font. Yes. And, and there's, there's little pizzas with sunglasses. Yes, they're so cute. <laughs> Look at them. They're dancing. They're happy. I love it. Scientology pizza. Yes. Yeah. Pizza party oh at the Scientology I'm so Hut. I'm, I'm so, so, I'm so, so glad. Right, yeah. I love it. I am, this is what I wanted. This is the reaction like that I wanted. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Oh, fuck. Is it clicking now? Yeah, because I said to you, does it have to do <laughs> with, with religion? religion? And I was like, um. It was, he was like, he would, he, then he goes, well, what religion is yours? And I was like, no, what religion is yours? I know. And he's like, I've said too much. I was like, is it Christian? No. Oh, no. Catholic? I'm, and he's like, no, I gotta stop. I gotta, I gotta stop. stop here. I was like, you have to find out with the rest of us tonight. All right, fine. Oh my God. Like I was saying, this exists within the Scientology universe, but we're not talking about the usual things, okay? okay. Just to let everybody know ahead of time, all right? So don't expect to hear things about Leah Remini, Tom Cruise, John Travolta, all those fucking assholes. No, fuck her. I like Kirstie Alley. It really ruined things for me when I found out that she was so terrible. And also, R.I.P. L. Ron Hubbard. So... Isn't Beck a Scientologist too? Yes, Beck. he is. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Beck, one of the guys from that '70s show Who? with the frow. Yeah. Hide, hide from that '70s show. Yeah. Was a Scientologist. But you know yeah. what? For me, the most disappointing Scientologist is Who? Juliette Lewis. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, and you know what's even more girl. fucked up? One of our favorite movies, The Other Sister, I know. a Gary Marshall film. It's such a good movie. But it is. Movie. Her co-star is a Scientologist as well, Giovanni Ruiz. Giovanni Ruiz. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I would like to find out that movie was funded by Scientology. Let us know if you have anybody in production, people listening. Mm -hmm. Shelley Miscavige was married to David Miscavige. Shelly has not been seen in public. Leah Remini made a whole thing about this, right? Yes. She was like, where the fuck and is she? And if you're like really, really interested in like going into a deep dive, yeah. I highly recommend Leah Remini's book. There you go. Or her audiobook. Mm-hmm. 
great to listen to her actually tell her story. I know, she's got a great voice. So she's very entertaining. we're just kind of giving it to you tonight. Yeah, because this story, like I said, it's not the mm-hmm. regular stuff, but Shelly Miscavige is important. Yeah. And so for people who may not know, she hasn't been seen for a very long time. And David Miscavige was essentially the leader of Scientology. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. still is, correct? Yeah, he still is. Mm-hmm. So, before we get into it, I think it's important to list some Scientology terms. Yes. Okay, that will help anyone listening who may be unfamiliar, so that way things in this story can make more sense if you hear it come up. We're going to discuss what a suppressive person is. <laughs> All right? <laughs> you could have worn that Your shirt that I got you for I your know. birthday, well, the suppressive person. I know, and it was really hard, and I wear it a lot on our podcast. Mm-hmm. So, I chose this because Shelly is more yeah. related. I also would just like to add that for Christmas, Mark and Mark gifted me a Scientology keychain. It's amazing. That keeps on giving. It really is. What was the centennial? The hundred? It was like the hundredth. Celebrating celebrating. Mm Elron. We love Elron. God bless Elron Hubbard. Scientology. (laughs) Now I could give you a boring Scientology definition. Or I could just give you audio. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want more? We're going to define what a suppressive person is. It's going to be explained. So now one of them, it gives you a reenactment. Now this is directly from Scientology on YouTube. Don't tell them. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) I just had the best interview. I really think I'm going to get this job. They really like me. That's my new dress. And? (laughs) I haven't even worn it yet. Wow. While their actions are calculated to be destructive. Calm down, Anne. They appear quite rational. You always make a big deal out of nothing. And they can be very convincing. It's just clothes. I'm sorry. Have a good time. It looks really pretty on you. I know, right? (laughs) Thanks. All right, so that's pretty much what a suppressive person is. So somebody... Who borrows your dress? Yeah, so somebody who is like, oh... You borrowed my dress without asking me, and it's like it looks better on me anyway. But should I give you like the definition? Sure. Should I just? A suppressive person, often abbreviated SP, is a term used in Scientology to describe the antisocial personalities who, according to Scientology's founder, Horny L. Ron Hubbard, (laughs) make up about 2.5% of the population. That's not a great amount, but enough. Suppressive person in the Scientology world is a person that Scientologists would encourage you to disconnect from, which is another Scientology term. What it means to disconnect. So disconnection is the severance of all ties between a Scientologist and a friend, colleague, family member deemed to be antagonistic towards Scientology. The practice of disconnection is a form of shunning. We're going to talk about squirrels in the world of Scientology, not squirrels, the animal squirrel. Is that a term? It is. Oh, I've never heard that term. It's an abbreviation, isn't it? I honestly think they just use it as... Squirrely. They spell it like squirrels, like multiple squirrels. Oh. Yeah. So, the Church of Scientology hates squirrels, just so you know, not the animal. It's a scornful word L. Ron Hubbard used to describe non-church members who offer his teachings, sometimes at cut-rate prices. Most are ex-Scientologists who say they believe in Hubbard's gospel, but left the church because its hierarchy was too oppressive. I can't imagine why. We call them squirrels, in air quotes, Hubbard once wrote, because they are so nutty. He was a gem. I love him. So... Hubbard contended that only church members are qualified to administer his self-improvement type courses 
outsiders, he said, inevitably misapply the teachings, wreaking spiritual harm on their subjects. But those who have launched independent Scientology-style centers say Hubbard concocted this as an excuse to eliminate competition. Why this term squirrels and the definition of it is important is because the person this story is about would be what you would consider a squirrel. Okay. As far back as 1965, Hubbard demonstrated his disdain for these groups, ordering his followers to harass these persons in any possible way. So if you were like a squirrel, you would be like bullied yes targeted absolutely and like don't they like they would like show up at your house exactly people would like purposely like move next door to make you feel uncomfortable like you're being watched exactly like following you to the grocery store following you to your job kind of like in the leah remini um show but did they do anything or they just like were an annoying it was just like doing it as a threat right yes essentially it's kind of like somebody decides to open up their own business outside of scientology but they're using scientology and l ron it's like no no that money comes to me at my goddamn scientology center motherfucker that's what he felt this person we're gonna talk about her name is flo barnett flo yeah flo barnett yeah flo barnett okay. yeah have you guys heard of i actually this? have i haven't never heard of her well yeah. i can honestly tell you guys and everybody listening that i've looked and i have not really found any podcasts who have done this yeah so really yeah yes you are that's right yeah we're squirreling that's right and if we create a gofundme because scientology is harassing us support us you god damn it us. please her full name was Mary Florence Fike Barnett. She's the mother of Michelle Shelley Barnett, otherwise known by her married name of Shelley Miscavige. Oh. Yes. So this is Shelley Miscavige's mother. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The same one who hasn't been seen in public since 2007. That's Shelley. When Flo was found with three shotgun wounds to the chest, as well as one to her head, the most logical explanation would be what exactly? Suicide. Oh, that's a that's overkill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, bullshit. A li- right, a little bit. I'm gonna call it bullshit. Uh-huh. Wait, how many bullets? Three to the chest and one to the head. Uh, yeah. She committed suicide. Bullshit. Just so y'all know that. That's a bullshit. Yes. I feel like this story is a little extra insane simply because her daughter has been in hiding for the last 15 years and there's no real conclusion to her story either. So thanks for trying, Leah Remini. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about a woman named Deborah Kitchings, and she was the investigator on this case. She was working for the Los Angeles County Coroner in an interview with the Village Voice for an article called The Strange Death of Flo Barnett, Mother-in-Law to the Scientology Leader David Miscavige, a very long title I might add, by Tony Ortega. Kitching shared some of her thoughts about the case. She said, in the 26 years since she investigated the odd death of Mary Florence Flo Barnett for the Los Angeles County Coroner, she has not once been asked by a reporter about what she remembers of this case. She said, I think her daughter or a relative sent a letter of inquiry. And this article was from 2012. We're going to talk about the investigation. On September 8th, 1985, the investigator was called to the Dominguez Valley Hospital in Compton to conduct a gunshot residue test on the hands of a dead woman. As quoted by Tony Ortega, who did this article, he said, Kitching said the following, 
Quite a few of us, I explained to her, wonder how Barnett managed to shoot herself three times in the chest and once in the head with a long rifle and what the county medical examiner ruled was a suicide. It is very unusual, Kitching said. What was it, the coroner? Uh Uh-huh. He must have been paid off. That's the thing. Like, I feel like Mm. in a lot of these situations, like, these coroners, like, make up this nonsense and it's like where's common sense or like the other thing too it's like you have scientologists like kind of working undercover in like these types of professions yeah absolutely kitching said that she didn't respond to the scene of the incident but was called by sheriff's office personnel to the hospital where barnett had already been pronounced dead kitchings wanted to make it clear as to why this makes a difference so normally If a death is pronounced at a hospital, it's not of great concern. Instead, in this case, Kitchings was personally called down to the hospital the same night Barnett's body was taken there. The detective must have had some concern, is what Kitchings said. Kitchings made it a point to mention in her report that the detectives on the case felt as though this could be a homicide case, specifically due to the number of shotgun wounds. So we're gonna talk about the medical examiner on the case. Joan Shipley was a medical examiner who deemed Flo's death a suicide. The re- mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. The report said- They're uh, all fucking Scientologists. I know. The case is that of a 52-year-old woman who died as a result of multiple shotgun wounds, which were self-inflicted. From the same called bullshit. I know, I know. From the same article by Tony Ortega, when investigator Kitchings was asked how the medical examiner came to the conclusion of suicide, she said the following. I'll tell you how. It doesn't mean it was suicide, but I'll tell you how they came to that conclusion. It's real easy to get away with murder anyway. It's only as good as the investigator. <laughs> Sure. She explained that a medical examiner could describe wounds and other conditions of a corpse, but she couldn't tell by looking how a wound came to happen. She gave me a hypothetical example of a man with a gunshot wound to the head. A doctor has no clue whether the man shot his head off, which is a suicide, or died playing Russian roulette, which is an accident. Or if somebody shot him, which is homicide, the doctor cannot tell you whether it was accidental or on purpose. They have to rely on the investigator. Why suicide could be plausible in this case. We'll get into that. That's not, though. I, well. And it was a shotgun? Yeah. That I, I don't know shit about guns, but I would imagine that shooting yourself with a shotgun would be very um, difficult because of the length yeah. of it. Yeah, she absolutely. Has, she has really long-ass arms. Yeah, Like, long. Yeah. So what do they say? In terms of the potential for suicide in this case, Kitching said, Here you've got what appears to be a homicide, but you run into these other factors. The hesitation marks on the wrist, for example. Were they fresh or were they healing? Barnett only had four bullet wounds. Her wrists also showed the evidence of being slashed. However, according to the coroner, the wrists had likely been sliced days before. But we're going to talk about Detective Bob Havercroft now, who's a part of this case. From the same article for The Village Voice, Tony tracked down the lead detective on this case about how he had come to the conclusion that a small, frail woman could kill herself with four rifle shots. He answered, very easily. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I want to know. He said, we reconstructed the scene. My lieutenant was there. It was fairly simple to do. The way she was positioned on her bed, the way the rifle was in her hand. I think we even recovered a bullet from next door. 
This was in a trailer park, he said. It was obvious what she was doing, which was typical of some women. Dick face, fucker. That's such a rude comment. Mm-hmm. Um, Scientologist. Exactly. She was trying to shoot herself in the chest and in a critical area. When we finished the investigation, I was absolutely convinced it was a suicide, adding that he remembered the suicide note being found. In fact, two notes were found. He acknowledged that the situation was unusual. He said, I can tell you that my patrol deputy who was there was ready to take her husband to jail, but he didn't because I convinced him not to, which is like fucking sketchy as hell, Mm -hmm. right? There's no question, he added. It's never a murder until it's a murder. We never got beyond suicide. It was easy to reconstruct with the body in the position of the gun. I know. There was no cover-up. It was a suicide. It was not not a murder. murder. It's not (laughs) murder until it's murder. Exactly. What a fucking... This guy sounds like a real shit. I know, really. The family thinks it was a suicide. Like, her family thinks it was a suicide? Yeah, yeah. Did, did, like, Shelly Miscavige also believe it was a suicide? Well, we're going to get into some of the commentary Mm. from the Miscavige family. Yeah. Yeah. There was an autopsy report that described all of the wounds and everything. One of them wasn't a fatal shot. There was another one that, like, pierced her lung. It's to argue, like, okay, so how does somebody who shoots themselves in the chest, even if one wasn't fatal, if another one damages internal organs can that person have enough energy to shoot themselves in the head another time i don't know seems like a really long way to get there especially with the shotgun Mm -hmm. yeah exactly it seems incredibly involved yeah Mm -hmm. totally Mm -hmm. the fact that the family thinks that it was a suicide holds no value to me because Scientology, mm-hmm. but they're a bunch of squirrels. They're like, fucking nuts. Well, yeah, they're fucking nuts. Like Elrond's Ted. Elrond put it best. So there had been family members who mentioned that Flo was depressed and all that stuff, but me, I'm not exactly. I'm not even going to get into that shit because Scientology. Exactly. According to a 1994 affidavit in a court case following a 1991 cover story by Time Magazine called Scientology, The Cult of Greed, a former high-ranking member within Scientology, an executive to be exact, Vicky, she testified to the following. Flo Barnett had become part of an embarrassing splinter group that had rejected David Miscavige's leadership of Scientology. Squirreling. The group was David Mayo's Advanced Ability Center. I haven't looked into it much, but that would be the squirrel splinter group that we're speaking Mm -hmm. of. She was receiving auditing and assistance from this group. At the time of her death, possessed a pack of what they call NED for OTS, which are secret upper level auditing procedures, which are believed to have come from this splinter group, the of David Mayo's group. When, when you say auditing, what do you mean exactly by so, that? So, auditing. Dianetics. Yeah, e- exactly. So, I have some audio. Auditing is the process of asking specifically worded questions designed to help you find and handle areas of distress. This is done with an auditor, meaning one who listens. An auditor does not offer solutions or advice. They are trained to listen and to help you locate those experiences that need to be addressed. Have we ever been able to get our hands on one? No, not yet. We need to get one. Yeah, I kind of like find it a little sketchy where these Dianetic machines might be coming from on the internet, though. Oh my God, I know. It's also noted that Shelly Miscavige, her daughter, did not appear to feel any different about this situation involving her mother's death. 
than her husband, David Miscavige, the leader of the church. Vicki had asked Shelley if she was doing all right since receiving this bad news about her mother's suicide, air quotes. She said that personally she was doing just fine and that this news was an excellent opportunity to find out where the auditing materials had come from and use it as leverage against the splinter group that she was a part of. Mm. Shelley was like, I'm going to find out how this group got our special documents. We're going to find out now, even though her mother's dead. So (laughs) she also... Oh, no. She also stated that it was not surprising that this happened to her mother since she had been, air quotes, squirreling. Uh, (laughs) Shelly didn't sound like such a lovely individual, to be honest. But I guess... You're married to David Miscavige. I guess you're probably, probably. pretty pretty rough. And um, yeah. we'd just like to mention that Jen is a little concerned about the Scientology. We had to pause for a second. Let's and, be real with all of you. I literally go and just like looked right at Mark and I said, imagine that they fucking come for us uh, after this episode goes live on YouTube. <laughs> How controversial. It is. Wow. We stand. You know, they they will shut shit down. Oh, yeah, they do. I mean, freedom of speech. Yeah. I mean, we could say whatever we want. That's true. I mean, like. We are not saying that anyone has killed her. We're saying it's an odd circumstance. But as far as public record is concerned, Flo Barnett died of a suicide. And Shelley Miscavige, the wife of the leader of the Church of Scientology, has not been seen in public <laughs> since 2007. Uh, so also keep that in mind as well. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you, Jen. You're welcome. I think they would attack bigger platforms. Yeah, maybe. I mean, like... We'll call Leah Remini for support. Yeah. She'll get right behind us. She'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'll sponsor you. Absolutely. I hope so. We so, love you, Leah. We, we really do. do. We'll buy her a manicure. Absolutely. Oh, I'm trying to get my nails to be just as long and pointy as yours. I mean, you are really, truly, like, you are <laughs> conjuring her. You're doing good. You're I doing really, really good. I'm proud. Flo Barnett's membership in this group made her a suppressive person. So let me give you another example for a suppressive person. Each of these people is experiencing suppression. <laughs> in other words, someone is trying to squash them, hold yeah. them back. Or yeah. make them fail. <laughs> yeah. Shelly Miscavige's mother was trying to hold people back and make them fail in joining this group. Now, she was seen as an enemy. So, so she was... Okay. Yeah. She was totally seen as an enemy in this. As Naran, Vicky, the woman who we were talking about in the affidavit, referring to Scientology's word for heretic, uses the word squirrel. She said the fact that David Miscavige was linked to her by familial ties was extremely repugnant to him and to his wife. Michelle Miscavige, a.k.a. Shelley. Wife and leader of Scientology, who has not been seen in public since 2007. Heard it here. (laughs) As Naran testified that she witnessed Miscavige comment on Barnett's death, the bitch got what she deserved, Mm. Mm. end quote. 
How kind. Coming from the mouth of the wife of the leader of the Church of Scientology. <laughs> who, who has not been seen in public since 2007. Another former church executive by the name of Robert Vaughn Young in his own court declaration spoke about the irregularities in Flo's death and what investigators might not have considered. And he said, what the authorities didn't know was that she had left Scientology and was associating with apostates, which essentially is like a religious term for people who are, you know, they're squirrels. They left the church. They're against whatever. And so they're just like ex-members. Yeah, exactly. Just to anger her son-in-law. And I'd like to just put out there for anyone who does not know this, but you essentially sign a lifetime contract uh-huh. to be a member of the Church of Scientology. Yeah, there's at least a sector. It might be the seat yeah. word, but like, I feel like you're signing a lifetime agreement regardless because they don't let people leave. They don't let them go easily. No. If you want to go online, you can find a lot of documents, Freedom of Information Act about them and possible sex trafficking. I'm not accusing it. I'm just saying. There's a bunch of closet cases in that fucking organization. Yeah. Oh my uh, God. I'm going to call it like a season. John Travolta, honey. If, if any of you have not gone on Netflix and watched Leah Remini's Netflix series. So good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I used to have such a thing for John Travolta. Yeah. Holy shit. Danny well, Zuko in Greece. Mm, Duh. Danny Zuko. Mm, Get it. Danny Zuko me. I love Staying it. Staying alive with the Bee Gees. That's right. <laughs> We're doing all of it. So in closing, I would like the Jen Wilson to read a statement from the David Miscavige. This is from an affidavit in regards to his mother-in-law's suicide. <clears throat> Not only is there no evidence to support this claim by Young, but there is clear evidence to the contrary. With the reports of the coroner and the medical examiner's investigator, and with the deposition of the medical examiner, all to the unanimous conclusion that Miss Barnett died from self-inflicted gunshots. Young has the temerity to suggest that I should be investigated to determine what he calls my role in this tragic suicide. With complete disdain for the facts and no regard whatsoever for any sense of decency, Mm. Young has taken a personal tragedy in my family's life, the suicide of my mother-in-law, and attempted to make this an issue in this lawsuit by twisting it to imply non-existent (laughs) wrongdoing on my part. Yes. I not only had nothing to do with this tragic incident by Vaughn Young's gratuitous embellishment that I ordered the matter hushed up mm-hmm. is equally false. There you have it. From I was very traumatized. Well, they are very dramatic people. Yeah, that's pretty much it, Hans. And uh, Shelly Miscavige is still voluntarily in hiding. The wife of the leader of the Church of Scientology, Scientology. has not been seen in public since 2007. We're also going to post a bunch of links to the article that I referenced to some t- Scientology documentation. I'll link you to the death report, the autopsy report. Y'all can take okay. a look. Yes. We'll let L. Ron Hubbard take us out. Okay. Many millions of words have been said and written about Scientology, but I think there's still quite a lot of doubt in many people's minds as to exactly what it is. What is Scientology? How would you describe it? Well, it's very interesting. You just ask a question like, 
What are the contents of the Encyclopedia Britannica? Answer in one word. And there you have it. From our horny L. Ron Hubbard, we have a lot of non-explanations in Scientology, which is the conclusion. So please follow us online. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Facebook Twitter, whatever. Uh, BizarreBuffet.com. Go on Patreon. Let us know if you, I don't know, like us or something. Well, Patreon is great because it helps keep us running and going. Mm-hmm. I mean, we pay website fees. Yes. We have to pay for We equipment. hosting of the oh, audio yeah. files. So if yeah. you subscribe to Patreon, we have different levels. I mean, everyone gets a handmade Bizarre Buffet pin that mm-hmm. I've designed. Absolutely. Um, the top tier, you get a blindfolded sketch yeah, of anything of that of you anything want. Anything of your choice. Absolutely. Absolutely anything. From David Miscavige, Shelly. We yeah. also have a YouTube channel yeah, where you do. can see our Hi. beautiful faces. Hello. Hello. How Hello. are you? Nice to see you. Mm-hmm. YouTube is Bizarre Buffet. And you That's can see right. Mark's shirt. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You can see my shirt. I think you need to post it for the people on, on social media. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I love, and I'll have to post my suppressive person gift from, from Jen. Oh my God. And I should I have post two Scientology. And, and the your Scientology L. Ron Hubbard keychain to celebrate the centennial of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess with that being said, in appropriate fashion, I am Leah Remini's Nails on Instagram and in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and I... I'm John Travolta. Yes. Miscavige. <laughs> and I'm Mimi Rogers, and I'm about to out Tom Cruise. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Goodbye. Let me stand tall. <laughs>